Are movies supposed to enlighten and educate us all the time? What makes a dumb, entertaining movie bad? And what makes one good? We hope to get answers to questions like this with this episode's topic, the Mount Rushmore of good, dumb movies. My name is Jeff, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friends Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. And we have to thank Lloyd, Laser Lloyd Umali, for this episode suggestion. Thank you, Lloyd. Uh, who did Lloyd send this suggestion through? Was it one of you guys? I think God, it was. Who knows? I think it was me. Okay. Yeah, I think he. Put, I think he. I think. I think I was the oracle through which this uh, like choice it. came this, through. This, this feels like, um, like, like uh, in a dark, dark underground parking lot yeah. sort of thing. He just slipped it to you in yeah. like a. Brown, brown envelope, <laughs> unmarked, un- unmarked envelope. Yeah. Something from an <laughs> Alan J. Pacula movie from the seventies or something. Or this choice yeah. comes to us from Laser. Ooh. Ooh. Mysterious. Well, you don't have to know one of us personally to let us know what topic you'd like us to address on the Mount Rushmore podcast. You could suggest that through Facebook, through Twitter, through Instagram, if you wanted to. You don't have to, but uh, like this case, we will tackle it if you suggest it, most likely. And I love this topic. Um, it acknowledges all the things that movies need to be, what they don't need to be, how they're um, there for entertainment only sometimes. Or I don't even know if an entertainment movie just means it's a dumb movie. But just what, what, is, what do you think Lloyd means when he means dumb? I think it's tough because it's not just a dumb movie. It's a good dumb movie. It has to be something that you would watch multiple times. Yeah. I think and there's not a just, value of, in not that. Not just because you're like drunk or high or not just because it... F- we in. neither condone nor condemn. Yes, it, booze or, or it's marijuana. not a movie that necessarily falls into your own personal nostalgia. Like yeah. you like this movie because you happen to have seen it when you were a kid, yeah. and therefore it becomes a good movie. Okay, like for me, Masters of the Universe is a delightful movie to watch. Yeah, it's not very good. It's not dumb. It's just, but it's one of those movies that like okay delights me entirely. It's not on my list of choices because I think there's too much. Nostalgia built into it. A okay. good dumb movie, yeah. I think, is a movie that um, maybe it has a social commentary that's kind of masked mm-hmm. by a bunch of just dumb stuff on top yeah. of it, and you're just you can appreciate it for that. Maybe it's just like super silly, yeah. And that silliness, in spite of itself, is just really good. I think you can go too far with the silliness and it just becomes bad. Right. I think it, 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 it is, it is a movie that is meant to stimulate whatever parts of your brain are stimulated when you're entertained. Yeah. And it's not meant to attack, to really do anything else to any other part of your brain. Okay. And it doesn't just fall into like comedies too. With dumb, I think we tend to think comedy, but like there are some great dumb action movies. Oh, yeah. Just like I'm, I'm just all in on this and I know it's not like super great, but who cares? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. I think our audience, this is one of the things that we're deliberating, but I think our audience knows exactly what we're talking about. You kind of our intuit. Our good, dumb audience. <laughs> you guys are very Wait. smart. That's just blurry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, this was chosen by Lloyd. So uh, I'm going to point to the person who I think looks the most like Lloyd. Well, with my swole muscles. Because you're swole. Yeah. Lloyd is a small, stout, strong, strapping person. Yeah. Yes. All right. So my first choice is Happy Gilmore. Oh, okay. And I am generally immune to the charms of Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. Um, the two exceptions being Wedding Singer, okay, which yeah. I think is not a dumb movie. I think it's just a good com- like romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. 
that Adam Sandler happens to be in. For the most part, he's not necessarily playing. He's playing a watered. He's kind of playing a watered down version of the Adam Sandler yeah. character. In Happy Gilmore, he is playing Adam Sandler, the Adam Sandler character, yeah. to the nth degree. Definitely that Adam Sandler SNL character. Yes. Like the one that was on TV for four or five seasons of just like silly voices. Look at me. I've got a fork for a hand. Give me your candy. That it guy. is the uh, it is the Steve Martin equivalent we talked about recently. Right, on last he, week's episode. Yeah, yeah when he was uh, in the Muppet movie, when he was like, his character when he was in an album was that character. When he was doing stand-up, that was the yeah. character he basically mm-hmm. played in the Muppet movie. This version of Adam Sandler is like his Adam Sandler CDs. Yes. When he's doing all of like the Lunch Lady Doris nonsense and like all the different goofy, crazy voices, it's this Sandler versus like whatever adult dad Sandler he turned into. Right. And I I wonder with this movie if I enjoy it just because it is the best version of this, the best kind of Mm -hmm. best of these sort of movies or if there is so much fatigue from from him doing this role over and over and over again that eventually it's like get out of here i don't i don't need to see you playing the same character 20 mm-hmm. times yeah. but in this particular case maybe it's you know, christopher mcdonald is great as the main villain yeah um you know you've got dumb uh you know cameos that make me laugh i mean if you if you manage to work lee trevino and as your Greek chorus, you're doing something. You're doing something well. Yeah. And so I, it's one of those movies that never fails to make me laugh. And maybe it's because it's a sports movie. I'm in. I'm sort of pre-wired, sort of like sp- sports movies, mm-hmm. even if this is a goofy take on a sports yeah. movie. Yeah. Um. But it's it's the type of movie that that makes me laugh every time I watch it, um, in spite of myself. Mm-hmm. Even though I know that this is not high comedy. This is yeah. not. You know, cerebral comedy. Mm-hmm. It's me, Jimmy Carter. Hey, everybody, it's me, Jimmy Carter. Oh, hey. Mr. President. How are you? I just wanted to say that I'm a huge film buff. That's right. <laughs> I had 480 screenings at the White House over four years. That's right. I had one every three nights on average and more films than Reagan watched in his two terms. That's right. This sounds kind of like Michael Jackson, but it's me, Jimmy Carter. <laughs> This is why he only had he was only in office for four years. The the presidential scandal of how many movies he watched. That's right. Let me tell you one of the funny, funny films that I loved a lot. Midnight Cowboy. What a hoot. That's a dumb movie. That's right. Oh, the hilarious Joe Buck character always kinda of palling around with Ratso. Did you Rizzo. Watch, did you watch this with Rosalind by any chance? Oh yeah, sexy night, sexy but dumb. Yeah, that's right. I, I think maybe you weren't paying so Everybody's much attention. I don't think you were paying as much attention to it as you could. You may have been distracted by Rosalind's that's beauty. That could be. That could be. You know, I the, re- the real reason thoughts. he was kicked out of office. No offense, Mr. President, was just the terrible reviews he gave to Star Wars. Two stars. This is like Roger Ebert <laughs> level of like. <laughs> I don't get it. Solar power. They should have used solar power. The echoes of my mind. I also like that hilarious All the President's Men. Oh, now, that is yeah. a good comedy. I will yeah. I will agree with you on that, sir. They got their information like you guys get your suggestions for <laughs> topics in back alley dealings and shady parking garages. Is that Air Force One yep. I hear Gotta above us? Gotta get on my plane. See you later. 
Bye. I'm watching a movie on the plane. <laughs> oh, it's the Bad News Bears. Oh, Boilermaker. <laughs> you go to Toronto. Hey, guys, what's up? Well, Adam Sandler does have a number of good, dumb movies, I would say. Oh, sure, yeah. His, like, they're all dumb movies. Well, they're all they're dumb all movies, d- that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> we could have almost limited it to Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Waterboy. Yeah. Pretty good, dumb movie. That's my boy. Not yeah. not a very good, dumb movie. That's just a bad, <laughs> dumb movie. But uh, uh, Billy Madison, that's a good, dumb movie. Yeah. Punch Drunk Love. That's a good movie. It's a good movie. Okay, uh, Michael, what do you got? Well, uh, you. 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 Oh, you. <laughs> the, uh, the, the one with a spot from Spike Jones. That seemed like that was a, a very smart movie. You might have suggested it last week. Okay. But it is The Jerk. Oh, okay. Uh, where the movie starts off with a, a voiceover by Mr. Steve Martin saying, I was born a poor black child. Yes. And you know, from that moment, you are in for something that is just ridiculous and yes. silly. And I wanted a movie on this list that wasn't just a good dumb movie. It had the, one that had a good dumb character. Okay. And I think it's, he plays, you know, he calls himself a jerk, but he's just kind of an idiot. Mm-hmm. Right. He's just so uh, unused to the world at yeah. large. He doesn't understand anything that's going on. He's so naive. He's, I still don't understand why he's, what is the jerk part in him other than mm-hmm. him just being yeah. Well, I once think, he gets rich, I guess so. Yeah. He kind of becomes a jerk. Maybe you're right. So that gets Maybe a ding, right. ding, ding because this was a choice of Alan Simpson, who has the double Steve Martin because he chose Steve Martin as a cameo and Steve Martin in the jerk. Hmm. Is so he a Steve Martinologist? <laughs> he's a Mart. He's a Martian. Steve Martian. There are so many movies. There are so many moments in this movie where. I know that I will be sitting on the couch and just saying, oh, that's so stupid, but laughing. Yeah. Like, the entire thing with him creating the eyeglass holder removal and the little hand. Yeah, is leading up grab. To, yeah. Is, yeah, is leading up to a cross-eye joke. Yeah. And that's it. That's the entire thing. His downfall is a, a dumb... Yeah. Can you get somebody to do a, a, an eyes cross yeah. thing? <laughs> and, like, that's it. It's so, it's so dumb. And, I, you know, the, he's shooting at the cans. Yeah. Stay away from the cans. I, I just, I love this movie. Phone mo- book is here. Phone <laughs> book is here. I'm somebody. <laughs> this entire movie could just be shouting out quotes. This is also one of those, like, the Mount Rushmore of, like, quotable movies. Yeah. Where everything that everyone says is just so wonderful. Yeah. But um, I think this movie, there aren't a lot of, you know, we kind of alluded to it at the beginning where... Some movies have like a big social commentary. This mm-hmm. one doesn't. It's just yeah. about this dumb guy who gets rich, who turns into a jerk, thank you, Richard, and who returns to his family and is still just this dumb guy. Yeah. He kind of learns his lesson, but doesn't really. He kind of mm-hmm. just gets taken back in by uh, Bernadette Peters, and it's just it's just a great dumb movie that I yeah. can watch over and over. Yeah. Well, we've kind of come around full circle a little bit because... Uh, the Jerk was co-written by Carl Gottlieb, who was a writer on Jaws. And really? Yeah. So was he a writer on Jaws four? <laughs> I don't know if he was a writer on the Jaws with Michael Caine in it, but yeah, he was uh, brought along by um, Steven Spielberg to do all this kind of environmental kind of dialogue, and he worked on Jaws forever. But there was a fun story where uh, Steve Martin was Carl Gottlieb was working on the screenplay with Steve Martin, who was just a big famous comedian at that time, and they were. 
kind of running into dead ends. And Steve Martin said, well, whenever my act is dying as, in a, as a stand-up comic, I say this one line and it saves me and it gets everybody laughing. I was born a poor black child. And everybody just laughs, and then I got him, and then I can go play banjo or do something hilarious. So, oh, that's funny. Yeah, so that was his saver type line, and that's the entire premise of that whole film. So, who's the jerk here? Yeah. Okay, uh, <clears throat> Richard, what do you got? All right, so I will stay in the comedy realm for my second choice. Okay. And I will stay in with a movie that I think owes uh, quite a bit of its comedic DNA, at least, let's say, to the jerk. And that would be Austin Powers, The Spy oh, Who Shacked Me. Fun. Another movie that I will constantly say, oh, that's so stupid and laugh all the way through. Yeah, I think, and I think that's, that's it's, I think in, in, that's what it shares with the jerk. So much of Mike Myers' humor is in taking an obvious joke and then pushing it yeah. way past its limit, just continuing to hammer the joke, you know. A joke's funny once, it's not funny twice. It's funny again three times, and it's hilarious the fourth time. Yeah. And that's kind of, I think, the Mike Myers school of comedy. And it's especially on display in this movie, where there's so many, like the whole scene with the Swedish penis pump, mm-hmm. for example. That's a scene that cracks me up every time. And it's just, it's like, much like with the jerk and the optograb. It is such an obvious setup. Wait, which movie are you talking about? Mike Myers' The Spy Who Shagged Me or Mike Myers' International Man of Mystery? Oh, International Man of Mystery. Did I I say Spy Who Shagged Me? Yeah. I meant International Man of Mystery. We're talking about Austin Powers. The original Austin Powers. Number one, the first one. Okay, okay. My apologies. That's okay. okay. Misspoke. Um, Yeah, that scene I can watch, having watched the movie a dozen times, you know, it still cracks me up. And I think that that's, that's... important in a dumb movie a good dumb movie is that even though you can see even though the first time that you watch it you can see the punchline coming yeah it still manages to be funny and even on the 12th viewing after you know exactly (laughs) every line in the movie Mm -hmm. it still manages to be funny and again i just think that's so much of what's in his comedy dna it's it's that monty python thing where they could be, and I think we've talked about this before on the show, where they could be incredibly sophisticated and smart with their humor, but they could also have two guys slapping each other with fish yeah. Yeah. until one guy falls into a river. I mm-hmm. do appreciate someone that is willing to just be silly. And I think yes. Mike Myers, and maybe that is his like English father, Canadian bring up. There's a certain, there is a certain sense of silliness in being English. Like, it is such a stuffy country on, you know, the outside, but it has, like, kind of this undercurrent of just being silly that I think is just so delightful for this, you know, like you said, stuffy country. Right. And his willingness just to be silly, I think, is always great. Yeah, I think he's... And his willingness to completely commit to the character. Yeah. You know, sometimes with The Love Guru, for example, maybe a little bit too far. I know you like that movie, but... I liked it when we were moving into our apartment and we were like two and a half bottles of wine. (laughs) It was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. Which I would love to go watch that movie again and be like, what was I talking about? Or say, oh, this is just another Mike. This is like the Adam Sandler sort of him doing all these dumb characters in a dumb way and is this does this actually work i just remember him showing up on like talk shows as the love guru and like the mtv movie music awards i think it was as the love guru and doing this whole bit 
And for whatever reason, it didn't work. It like bombed on those, and it just turned me off so much from the movie. I was like, well, you don't. Maybe see, I don't. Maybe 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 I don't need to see this. You don't see a lot of a lot of love gurus down on Hollywood Boulevard. No, <laughs> you, you, but you do, but just not from the movie. Yeah. You just see them there. Does that? I think it is a little bit unfortunate that uh, performers exist outside of the film because we get to see them ingratiating themselves in uh, PR appearances and trying to make us love this offering, this comedy offering. And, and you start to, uh, it is a familiarity that breeds contempt for that, for that character and that performer. Right. Like you said, you, you feel like they have a kind of a, a shelf life, an egg timer. And there's a, they, it only goes for so long before it goes off and they don't have the, the loyalty that we have afforded to a Dave Grohl or a Keanu Reeves. Right. <laughs> like, Okay, uh, Winfield, what's your second? Uh, my second film is uh, Airplane. Oh, that's a great film. I thought about this one. Great dumb film. Definitely thought about this one. Yeah. Because the humor is so dumb. Yeah. So it is dumb. so dumb. It, it is dumb from the onset. It is dumb like throughout the opening credits. It is dumb when the guy says, oh, you know, uh, Captain Over, please pick up the white courtesy phone. And he picks up the red one and then says no the white one and then he's he's forced to pick up a different phone like every aspect of this movie you know the Zucker brothers really perfected this type of movie with this film and then continued to try to make this film again right with varying degrees of success the Naked Gun movies were fun but you know all the same fame but not and never quite got back to this oh really I, I think the first Naked Gun movie is perfect the originally, yeah. the first one, I think it's right up there with, with Airplane. Well, I think that there is a quality, maybe um, Naked Gun notwithstanding, I think there is a quality that they've tried to recapture. It's that never quite got there with like the other scary movies that they did, with the other Naked Guns that they did with, um, speaking airplane, of Airplane, right. Airplane 2 flying overhead, going <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> It's a lot like when Mel Brooks had like that great run in the 70s and then tried to recapture it later on. Like with uh, Robin Hood Men Robin in Hood Tights, Tights or name any of his other movies that like came out after. Spaceballs. Spaceballs was not very good. It really is not very good. And like they have like the elements of those types of films in there. That just it just doesn't hit in the same way, and it feels like you're treading the same thing. Almost, you know, Mike Myers ish with a gold member, right? We're like we've we've mined we pardon the pun, but we've mined this well. Yes, but airplane, I just yeah, I, I it's a movie like Spinal Tap that I could watch over and over, and like it's always going to mm-hmm. be funny, and it's dumb, and it's just dumb humor. It's dumb body humor. It's dumb. Yeah. Uh, puns, but it's the, yeah, it's a lot violence, of puns, a lot, a lot of, of a lot of racial stereotypes being <laughs> yeah. used as humor. And I realize I think uh, Austin Powers is a character spoof, and I guess it is kind of a film spoof of the sexy romp type of spy. It's a spy film. It's supposed to be like so, in like Flint, and I think that's one of the things he said was like one of the big jumping off points. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Airplane sits in that pocket because uh, at least I recall it as being a spoof of the airport films or these disaster films. And I think the Zuckers even 
tried to get the rights to Zero Hour or something it's like that. Ex- it follows the plot of Zero Hour yeah. exactly. <laughs> In fact, they, they even have it. There are certain shots that they like just took straight from Is the that movie. right? Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's one of the components to a good dumb film is it's, it is already trying and failing to be a genre picture uh, and is poking fun of it, at it. So we are at a halftime and want to thank those folks who have offered in suggestions. We're going to read them after the halftime break. The folks who uh, responded to our crowdsource answers for this, the Mount Rushmore of Good Dumb Movies. And want to thank the folks who have gone and done us a big favor and gone out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and the other podcast aggregators and left reviews and ratings for our podcast. We appreciate it. It helps other people find that uh, our podcast is pretty darn good. We put a lot of energy into it and deserves a listen. And uh, we want to ask you to be like Lloyd. Now, Lloyd, I've well, that's a good rule, guy. by that the way. That is a very good rule. Be like Lloyd. I agree. Let's go around and we're going to say one thing about Lloyd. I'm going to say intelligent, okay? He is doing trivia with him every week. He is great at confirming a correct answer. Okay. That is his, his superpower. He is uh, a person that you would want in a fight. Yes. To be behind you. Yes. You would not want to fight this person, but he would. he is loyal and also... Um, Walks through walls like the Kool-Aid man. Yeah. He, he is the Hulk incarnate in terms of just pure inner strength and yes. pure outer strength. And whatever the strength that's in between, yeah. Lloyd will mess you up. I would and say he's a sweet he's just a sweet, sweet guy. Sweet I would pee. say the only thing he could be dinged for is wasting L's because you don't you don't hear it. The second L and Lloyd. Yeah. You don't you just don't hear it. Yeah, too many L's. Yeah. We gotta work on that. But be like Lloyd and suggest your topic of choice for a future episode of the Mount Rushmore podcast. Others who have suggested them have appeared or at least been heard on the podcast. You don't have to do that, but uh, it's, it's a possibility. Um, and do we know what next episode is? No, not at all. Uh, looking down the list, uh, Mount Rushmore of who's the ad wizard who came up with that question mark exclamation no, that's point, mine question mark a Richard Manfredi joint <laughs> that is the next episode is the ad wizard of came up with that TBD TBD tentatively speaking <laughs> all, all card subject to change okay uh, we so, are but we are getting close to uh, our end of the year which is crazy good Lord. we are closing in Closely wow. on episode number two hundred. Wow, we are closing in closely on the Mount Rushmore of Mount Rushmore season four's Mount Rushmores, oh. which is our end of the year like <laughs> let's look back at the show type show that I love to do. And, and then uh, there will be starting season five, where it is going to be all Joe Biden jokes, all funny. Do you Joe remember Biden. when we started and it was all just like every other episode was just all about Trump and how yeah. Trump was never. That is how long we've been doing this is we have we are going to have been through the first uh, four years of Trump's 16-year oh, presidency. God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. I remember uh, when we did... Uh, uh, sorry, we just have time to record, apparently, today. When we did the Mount Rushmore of, like, uh, uh, National Monuments or, like, uh, what was it? Set Wonders of the World. Yeah. And I made a joke about Trump's wall. Man. Fuck. <laughs> 
You're fucking dangerous. I know sometimes we can wish things into existence by talking about them on the show. We're like the little boy lost episode of the Twilight Zone, the little Billy Moomy. Right. Go out in the cornfield. Okay, so uh, we're back with our second half, and it's going to be Richard Manfredi with this. It's Richard's the third. Richard's the third. Uh, So you were talking about Airplane as being a spoof of these uh, disaster movies, specifically the airport type ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, This, my next choice, is an actual disaster movie. Oh. It is Volcano. Oh, wow. Okay. A movie that is as dumb as the day is long. Oh, wow. um, Starring Tommy Lee Jones. And Anne Heche, mm-hmm. um, because it was the mid-90s, because Anne Heche was a thing back then. Yeah. Um, Came out in the same summer of Dante's Peak. Yes, okay. there were the dueling volcano movies. Okay. A very powerful 90s mm. thing that's happened, you know, almost like A Bug's Life and Ants. Ants. Yeah. And uh, whatever the movie about, uh, what's his name, that was running. Christopher Columbus, there were two, I mean, that just makes sense from a year standpoint. There was, in 1992, there was two... 1492 type of movies. Yeah, that does, that there is a little bit of sense in that one. Yeah. Um, and while Dante's Peak is certainly its own level of dumb, I mean, they managed to drive over hot volcanic rocks and not have their tires explode, for example. Just also one had example. a dog running over, like... Lava. Lava, basically. Yeah. yeah. These, hot, these hot things of lava and the dog survives. Yeah. Despite that, I think Volcano is the even bigger and dumber movie okay. of these. Starting with the, uh, if you guys remember, the advertising campaign for it. Do you guys remember the uh, tagline for it? No. The coast is toast. Oh, that's good. It doesn't get much better than that. Um, As an Angelino, they leaned heavily into Los Angeles geography in this. You will see them talking about, like, the lava will flow through Pasta Carl's Jr., or the Librea Tar <laughs> it starts off near the Librea Tar Pits. And th- all of these like and like an in and out or some stuff like that. Oh wow. The only problem is they have it f- going like the wrong direction. Like it's supposed to be going out toward the sea. Oh. But when you actually see where it's going, it's actually heading like east on Wilshire Boulevard. Oh, that doesn't make They sense, screwed yeah. the whole thing up. Did they? Okay. Which is We were promised Blue Angels. <laughs> I haven't seen one damn Blue Angels. <laughs> Which is a perfect example of how, at one on one hand, they spent a lot of money on this movie, and it all you can see it all on the screen. On the other hand, it was so sloppily made that it's just dumb, 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 dumb. I the special effects are great. Um, from the opening scene, where like a uh, I think it's a MTA worker gets basically turned into goo. By uh, the by, the, by the, vol- the first splashes of the volcano, oh. to it's just fun. Let's face, let's face it; it's fun to see what would happen if a volcano just burst into the middle of Los Angeles. Yeah. what would that look like? What would that do to the buildings? Mm-hmm. What would a a wall of lava going down Wal- Wilshire Boulevard look like? Yeah, it's just the disaster movies let us sort of become the looky loos that we want, we secretly want to be, without actually having the destruction. Uh huh. That's an interesting twist to this because dumb and comedy seem to go together. Dumb and devastation is kind of a new hilarious kind of thing. It's like right. seeing how dumb it is to see uh, uh, these big, operatic, huge scenes of, of 
devastation is kind of hilarious, like a Godzilla film or something like that. Or like I, I did not see San Andreas with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, mm-hmm. but I can imagine that it was very similar to this. Yeah. That just you know, the fact that they could sort of predict when a volcano was going to erupt and that it just suddenly goes from nothing to this like thousand foot tall like volcano volcanic mountain in the mm-hmm. middle of Los Angeles. It's like, come yeah. on, guys. Yeah. But the underlying sort of excitement of seeing being an Angelino specifically and seeing like all of your favorite uh, landmarks get destroyed by this wall of ash and and and, and hot rock. Yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> the Burger Boy and Randy's Bob's big boy <laughs> just starts tumbling over. This is a movie I know I've seen but have no memory yeah. of. Yeah. So I got to see this one. Okay. No, you should really should. It's 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 a great dumb movie. Yeah. Uh, Winfield, your third. 1985's Commando. Oh, that's a good dumb movie. Which is so dumb from just the onset of learning that Arnold Schwarzenegger's character's name is Matrix. John Matrix. John Matrix. A name that nobody has ever had. I mean, yeah. almost nobody has had the last name Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> but they really one-upped it by uh, Lieutenant or Colonel or whatever designation he is. <laughs> yeah. Commando John Matrix. Is this one of the movies where they have to try to explain why he's like a U.S. Army person, oh, yeah. even though he's, he sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger? They never get into it. Um, That's even better when they just decide to like just not even bother. <laughs> they just yada yada past it. Uh, the movie is a rescue and revenge type action movie where he just goes around blowing things up yeah. throughout Los Angeles, like you just said in mm-hmm. Volcano. Great to see him blow up stuff uh, in the valley, blow mm-hmm. up a you know a, a thing with a rocket launcher. Great to see him attack some uh, random yeah. um, mansion. Uh, that I think is in Beverly Hills, but they put it on some random island. Mm-hmm. But basically, uh, his daughter, uh, played by Alyssa Milano, is kidnapped, and he is forced to try to help um, Dan Hedaya <laughs> as like wow. as like the ex president slash dictator of some Central American made up country called Valverde uh, get back into power by assassinating yeah somebody or other. It doesn't matter because he starts to go off on his own and take things into his own hands as one does. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this movie is so dumb from the number of one-liners that Schwarzenegger has, which he is just known for, to the methods and how he kills people, to uh, the final battle with um, Bennett, who is played by um, Vernon Wells, who's dressed up like oh, yeah. Freddie Mercury, yeah. uh, plus 150 pounds <laughs> in like this uh, mesh or chainmail like sleeveless shirt. Yeah. And he throws a metal pipe through him. And Vernon him Wells? Is that who you said he is? Yeah. Is oh. that the, the former the former slugger for the uh, d- uh, Toronto Blue Jays? I don't wow. know. Wow. I don't think I so. know. Does he, he look like Freddie Mercury plus <laughs> 150 pounds of muscle? I don't know. Was he, was the guy in this movie black? <laughs> no. Okay, he, different person. I remember seeing Vernon Wells in this and thinking, least believable Schwarzenegger um, opponent ever like if, if it's Jesse Ventura or if it's you know yeah. somebody his or Predator or something like that you can see him taking him on but but I do remember thinking Vernon Wells was so scary in Mad Max in The Road Warrior oh uh, the mariachi's kicking in <laughs> so a little bit of podcast business here it is very hot in the valley today we're recording uh, about 
uh, right now it's about six, seven o'clock, but we started earlier than that. And uh, so we decided to record al fresco today, yeah. and which means we get appearances by airplanes and by Jeff's uh, mariachi-loving yes. neighbors. So yes. if, if you love mariachi <laughs> and you love talks about talk about big, dumb movies, you've come to the right place. <laughs> what a big, dumb uh, thing to happen. Yeah, but totally unbelievable. And he, he sticks a steam pipe through him at the end and steam comes out of it or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he says, let off some steam. Let off <laughs> <Bennett. laughs> uh, what I, uh, What is the dumbest thing? And one of those things that happens in movies, and maybe it's just a movie nitpick, is at some point he sets the time, he sets an alarm on his watch. Mm-hmm. Like it's a countdown to when he's supposed to, I don't know, a plane's supposed to land. Yeah. And then every time he looks down at his watch, you just hear, bloop, bloop. <laughs> It's like nobody's watch does that while it's just ticking. Could you imagine sitting around it just going bloop, bloop every second? But only when you look at it. It would drive you crazy. I don't know if that's like a new setting on Apple Watch, but like the commando setting is every time you just turn your wrist, it just starts beeping at you like 24. Oh, the movie is so great. He pulls out seats from cars and uh, yeah, uh, I got to go watch this. That's awesome. It's on Amazon right now. And it's a euphemism for going without underwear. Okay, uh, uh, Richard, your I last? I think we would be remiss without discussing the movie that uh, MST3K's Michael Nelson has described as the Citizen Kane of bad movies. Oh, wow. I am talking, of course, about Roadhouse. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, 1989's Patrick Swayze epic mm-hmm. about a uh, rock star... Roadhouse bouncer, yeah, who is treated as celebrity royalty uh, wherever he goes, mm-hmm. whose name is known throughout the United States as being the premier b- bouncer. Yeah, if you need your bar cleaned up, this is who you call. Yeah, call call in Dalton. Yeah, who also happens to have a PhD in in uh, philosophy <laughs> because that makes sense. Yeah, and uh, his battle with uh, Ben Gazzara. As the evil rich person who basically controls controls all of Jasper, Missouri. <laughs> so many dumb things happen in this movie. Yeah. Um, would you like to see a monster truck go through a uh, auto dealership? I would like y- to see that. You've you've then you've got it in this movie. This is a movie I think I've only seen scenes from. I don't think I've ever sat down and watched it all the way through. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Would you but like? I, w- I would want. I want to remedy that. Would you like to see uh, Patrick Swayze rip out someone's throat with his bare hands? Oh, that also you may you may see that in this movie. I don't want to spoil it for you, but that might happen. Mm. Didn't make my list, but um, MacGruber is another <laughs> good, oh, yeah. dumb movie that's with a, a lot of throat movie. ripping. Yeah, yeah, that's that's absolutely where they got yeah. that from, and it yeah you know, it has quote unquote red hot passionate scenes with a. Uh, with Patrick Swayze and uh, what's her name, Kelly Lynch, mm-hmm. Sam Elliott giving his most Sam Elliott possible performance, <laughs> at turning the the grizzle factor up to about uh-huh. thirteen or fourteen, and of course Ben Gazzara. Yeah, can't go wrong with Ben Gazzara. There's a Ken Levine, the um, Mash writer. I think we mentioned him uh, last episode or a couple episodes ago. He also wrote on Cheers, has a story about Ben Ben Gazzara being offered a guest role on Frasier. Uh, and he would guest as a character who was Frazier's dad's cop buddy. So Frazier's father was a cop. This was his buddy on the police force. But Ben Gazzara would only play it if the name of his character was Ben Gazzara, and that he was also the actor Ben Gazzara, but who had been a policeman also for many years and was Frazier's partner 
Frazier's dad's partner. That's crazy. He would only play it if the character was named Ben Gazzara, and he was a real cop. What? <laughs> I, yeah. And the blog, the blog entry is, is Ken Levine going, like, wh- what, are you, what are you even talking about? How is that even possible? Um, so nutty. That's nutty. No, this, this movie is yeah. everything you would want in a dumb sort of action shoot em up punch them out type Do you think Swayze movie? had an affinity for this character, uh, trying to get these characters to have a little bit more depth? Like, he's offered a, a bank robin surfer, and he says, no, this guy has to be an enlightened wisdom uh, spouting... Sort of... Yeah, Zen right. master kind of dude. Yeah, yeah, same thing here, where it's like, well, we want you to be the, the world's number one bouncer. I get that, but, but could he also be a PhD? Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, all right. So whatever, whatever, got Patrick. It. You got it. Can, can I sing a song? <laughs> well, all not right. sure about that. We already got Jeff Healy in this, so we really <laughs> we got the music covered. Yeah. Also, John Doe is in it from X. Oh, he is. And uh, wrestling legend Terry Funk, wow, playing one of the playing two of the henchmen. So wow. it's it's got everything you want. Wow. Please go see it if you haven't seen it yet. Do okay. yourself. The world's biggest favor yeah. to go see this. Winfield. My last choice is the movie that when I was talking about with Emily, I said, what is the movie that made me last, laugh the most? And she said, well, I've never seen you fall on the floor harder than when you watch the opening scene from the 2009 movie Bruno. Oh, where, yeah. Uh, uh, the Sasha Baron Cohen character is like having sex with his boyfriend. Um, Diesel Ramirez, and he's mm-hmm. just flung, flying him around the room, yeah. and he's like strapped into a slingshot, or a slingshot on like a chair on wheels, and it's just it is the most ridiculous like sex sequence I've ever seen on film. Wow! And this movie uh, is one that has like it is masked in social commentary. Yeah, and you know Sasha Baron Cohen is so good as exposing dumb people and exposing bigots, mm-hmm. but it's also just a dumb movie. Yeah, like as much as it is this movie that is about showing people's bigotry, mm-hmm. it is just there's so many dumb things in it that it's just so funny. Like it all leads up to the end of the movie. The big climax is when he he and his boyfriend break up or he and his manager break up and he yeah. realizes that he'd had sex with them. Uh-huh. And then it, he was like, we can't do this. And then he puts on, um, straight Dave's straight man slamming yeah, Max yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to go in the middle of, in like some Texas cage fight yeah. and like fight each other oh, yeah. and be super macho and hetero and straight. And yeah. then it's just all about them. Like taking off their clothes and making out in yeah. front of like this audience. The audience and, losing their freaking and, and minds. Just, like it is all that just this wonderful performance. And what's crazy is like, he is so over the top and it is, it feels so obvious, mm-hmm. but none nobody's, the people that he is uh, taking advantage of are just not in on it, and they, yeah, and they are so they are so dumb to his dumbness that they yeah. just accept him in a certain way. The ice fisherman dudes, he's asking them what uh, Sex in the City <laughs> characters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he has like it's funny, you know he's he's done a couple of movies like this. The first one was obviously uh, Borat, Borat, mm-hmm. and then he followed up with Bruno, and then. The Dictator, I think, was a bit more... Scripted. Scripted. But he had, like, that Showtime show where he was basically playing all yeah. these ridiculous characters again. And the same people, the same types of people fall for it, too. Yeah. And this movie, I think, is... 
By types of people, you mean Dick Cheney? (laughs) (laughs) It's just, uh, there's so many fun, dumb things in it. Mm -hmm. And I, it just, it gets me every time. Yeah. Well, uh, the music is playing us off. Uh, we're it's been playing it. us off since uh, about 20 <laughs> minutes ago, but we have we are the guy winning the Oscar. Yeah. He's like, hold on, hold on, I still need to thank my wife. Yeah. Uh, everyone but at Endeavor. Um, okay, so... Well, I want to thank our audience for hanging in there. I want to thank our audience for making suggestions. I'm not going to not mention all the great suggestions that we got on Facebook, and those would be... No, wait, nobody mentioned Roadhouse? Not at one, not at oh, one. Guys, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very rarely disappointed in disappointed. our listeners. Uh, but mm. yeah, Jamie Anderton mentioned something I'd never even heard for a dumb movie, uh, Cotton Candy, Ron Howard's first film made for TV in the late '70s about a group of high school seniors forming a rock band. Never heard of this. Ah, never thought his first movie was like uh, Sugar Eat Land. My Dust or Eat something. My Dust. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. Um, uh, also, um, other suggestions include Brain Donors starring John Turturro, which oh, I think yeah. was a Stooges-esque or, a, or uh, a Marx, Marx Brothers, Brothers yeah. sort of riff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then favorite dumb movie from Patty Cullum, who uh, Patty was the one who mentioned uh, Billy Connolly in Muppet Treasure Island last week. Patty suggested Hudson Hawk or maybe You're the Hunter from the Future. No, it's Hudson Hawk, he says. And, uh, uh, of course, Alan Simpson came up with the double word or score double point for um uh the jerk and then um favorite dumb movie from anderson dadu friend of the podcast a night at the roxbury um my personal favorite dumb movie i didn't put it on here because nobody knew it oh but there was a movie called and god spoke oh um it's about these two really bad filmmakers trying to make a movie about the uh a biblical movie uh uh-huh. And they have Soupy Sales oh God. playing Moses, for example. Wow. <laughs> and it is just so, it, it's sort of like a mockumentary type yeah. thing. And it is so dumb and so good. I mean, uh-huh. if you guys, it's, you can, I don't even know that it's on DVD at this point. You may need to find it on VHS. Okay. Check it out. Okay. Okay. Uh, so let's pick some. Let's go with the jerk because that was the <clears throat> double score, I think. Um, and then since it represents not just a, movie but also a genre of dumb let's go with happy gilmore and uh i want to go with commando and roadhouse so that is the mount rushmore of good dumb movies uh thank you so much to those who suggested please keep up that do you have casio dog here (laughs) playing us off now now you got the mariachi and you got (laughs) keyboard (laughs) cat casio sample dog uh, thanks so much. This has been the Mount Rushmore of good dumb movies, and we'll see you next week for the Mount Rushmore. Who's the ad wizard who came up with that? Uh, exclamation mark! Question mark! Exclamation mark! Probably, <laughs> probably. As always, I'm Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael. <laughs>